It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Thank you for joining us for a Tuesday edition of our podcast. And it is another treat to the most successful people in the world, sort of in their own realms. And then they kind of combine forces in a new realm, or shall I say a different realm, sort of. You know, some partnerships between very successful people do not work. Uh, I am reminded of the Ryder Cup where Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson partnered and the results were not great. <laughs> and then there are the times when it clicks, like when Bono sang a duet with Pavarotti. That clicked, and these two guys clicked. James Patterson, Mike Lupica decided to write books together, even though they were fabulously successful on their own. Their collaboration has things that I like, courtroom drama, cops, prosecutors, defense attorneys with flawless records. I probably don't like that one quite as much as they do, but <laughs> criminal investigation. It has... In the words of one and maybe both of the authors, the whole kitchen sink, which I'm going to ask them about that, including a terminal diagnosis for a defense attorney. And they both have their own books out. For those of you like me who have not read three books in your life, see if you can get your head around the fact that they each have their own book out and they have a collaboration out. Welcome, James Patterson, Mike Lubica. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Just in time for the holidays when people buy all those books. It's so good. What I can tell people buy y'all's books pretty much year round. So, but you are right. It is the holidays. And then we got the new year, which people, if you want a good new year's habit, uh, reading is a great one. I'm going to do this in reverse. Can you tell me, Mr. Patterson, t- give me the theme, the outline of Mr. Lupica's latest book, and then I'm going to get him to do the same with yours. I am uh, so happy. What what Mike has done is he's taken over the Spencer novels. Robert P. Parker, uh, who was one of my favorite authors, died a, a while back. And uh, this is my favorite Spencer since Parker died. Uh, it's called uh, Broken Trust. And um, the, the thing about the, about the Parker novels and what Mike uh, brought back is it's just the dialogue is so sharp. The voices is there. And and the cast of characters, Susan Spencer's girlfriend is as great as ever. She's a shrink, and 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 she she's the one person that can tell Spencer uh, uh, to to get off his high horse. And and Spencer also has a a, a sidekick, uh, who's a Hawk, who's a terrific character. Well, I was a little nervous because I was afraid Mike fall on fall on his face with this one, but it, it's great. And anybody who's liked the Spencer novels or or the movies, there was a TV series and then a movie with uh, with a couple movies with Wahlberg, which I thought were pretty good. Uh, but Spencer is back, and, and Spencer's never been better. It's a good story with a a billionaire who kind of is getting in trouble and he's having temper tantrums and then he disappears uh, while having dinner with with Spencer and and Susan. And it, it's just a really good read. Perfect for the holidays. Mike, I'm going to be honest. How's that, Mike? 
so that nervous. was really good, except the part about Wahlberg because that movie was hideous. Um, oh, okay. Mike didn't like that. So Mike, Joe Montana did some Joe by uh, Trey. Joe Montana did a couple of television movies that were great, especially he he reads the audio book and just listen. I would listen to him uh, do anything. So and 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 Jim knows uh, Robert B. Parker was a friend of mine. I've been reading him my whole life. Um, and I, I think he would be pleased. I, I actually wrote a couple of books for a, a couple of other characters of his, uh, Jesse Stone, who was in those television movies that Tom Selleck starred in. But this one, this is an honor to, to get to do Spencer. And, and, and the thing is, what's fun about this week is uh, Spencer's one of the most iconic characters in the, in the history of this kind of book. Hey, wait a minute. I'm the one who's supposed to talk about Spencer. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm getting to biased. Alex Cross. Also, just, just I'm really, no, I'm very nervous about Alex Cross because the way you went after Wahlberg, that makes me very nervous. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just hang on. I, All this right, is okay. what our partnership is like, Trey. It's, it's, it's a lot of interrupting. Okay. Um, so, so, Alex Cross and Spencer are both incredibly iconic figures in the world of crime and thrillers. And, and Alex Cross Must Die is Jim's new book. And it is, I told him, well, just when I started it, it's the greatest first three or four chapters ever in an Alex Cross where a plane gets shot out of the sky coming in for landing in, in, in Washington, D.C. And it goes from there and it is like a theme park ride from from there and, and until the end and and it's typical patterson it's full of surprises and and he scares the crap out of you because let me tell you something Trey. when we're working together on one of our books he scares the crap out of me too <laughs> well i am glad we survived those cross reviews i was worried mike when he when, when mr patterson was talking about falling on your face i was worried about where that review was Michael going the wrong but way it, yeah but it wound up having a very happy ending. What possessed y'all to have this interest, this proficiency in crime and law enforcement and law? Where did that begin, that, that, that interest? For me, part of it was I just, you know, I was a kind of a literary snob. I went to Vanderbilt and went, was in grad school, was working for my Ph.D. And I looked down on this kind of literature. And then uh, I read uh, Day of the Jackal and The Exorcist when I was in grad school. And I went, whoa, <laughs> these are pretty good. <laughs> I like these. And I thought maybe at my talent level that I wouldn't be able to do, you know, uh, uh, the kind of book that I that I thought I could do. And, but maybe I could do this kind of book. And then I started reading and I, and I just I just like the genre. You know, we're all looking for closure, you know, and it just doesn't happen a lot. Different, you know mysteries in life, things that are happening. And and the good thing about mysteries in general, mystery books and movies is you get closure. And most often uh, the bad guy gets put down, most often, not all the time. And, and and that's kind of fun. And then the puzzle of it. There's always a puzzle. It's so much fun. Jim's right. I mean, people love to solve mysteries and they love to put puzzles together. And, you know, in, in the Spencer novel, Jim knows this, I'm, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. A woman shows up in his office with a problem, which has been happening in crime fiction since, all, you know, all the way back to uh, Philip Marlowe and the Raymond Chandler. A beautiful woman, of course. Yeah, yes, of course. But we want to root for the good guys. We want to see the bad guys get theirs. Um, Alex Cross and and Spencer, they're, they're both like knight errants. OK, they are slaying 
dragons in one form or fashion and they've been doing it a long time and i mean alex cross i mean jim's got a new series coming out with all this hodge is going to play alex cross that's going to be fabulous and 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 it's just it's fun and the problem now that we've worked together trey is i'll be writing a scene and then I'm I'm almost afraid that Alex Cross is going to walk into it, you know. And I'm I have to remind myself, no, Jim and I aren't working together right now. Even though there are times when I thought Alex Cross could have come out of the bullpen and helped Spencer out a little bit. And yet, y'all talk so glowingly of both of those characters, and yet Jane Smith, I think, is your both of your favorite yep. characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. For those who are maybe, Mr. Patterson, you and I kind of previewed 12 Months to Live. You were mm-hmm. you were excited about it the last time you and I talked. Yeah. For those who are hearing about it, for those who are curious about it, tell us about Jane Smith and 12 Months to Live, which is the first version. It, it She has eight months, and then it goes down. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the fun thing, interesting thing about this. She she kind of gets a death sentence. We all have one, but she gets a very specific one. And the first book will be 12 months to live, and then next year, eight months to live, and then the year after that, four months to live, and then we'll see. <laughs> She'll be on borrowed time after that. But uh, that's an unusual thing to do in terms of us setting out to do, you know, three books. And we've we're actually, we're, we're writing the third one, Mike and I, right now. And hopefully, if we if we can stand each other for like another couple of months, that'll be done. Um, but but you know, it's kind of a brave thing, and, and and she is a terrific character, so much so that, and and this usually doesn't happen in Hollywood. We already have an Academy Award winning actress. I I can't get into who, unfortunately, was so it's a bit of a tease to say it. Uh, who's attached? Uh, one of the greatest showrunners uh, of all time is attached. And then and then a writer from one of the two writers from Ozark. So it's like a great team. And the reason they got into it is, is everybody loves Jane. The, the title was going to be Jane Effing Smith. And that sort of speaks to who she is. That will probably be the title of the second book. It probably won't be eight months to live. It'll probably be Jane Effing Smith. So, uh, yeah, but it's uh, and, and effing is not a, a swear word. It's just a word. And, just a and word. Trey, here's the thing for all people who fell in love and, 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 and 12 Months to Live was, was a big bestseller. And all who have fallen in love with Jane Smith, let, let me just tell you something, okay? As we're into book three now, she's getting a little better, Trey. And, and when we started out, Jim always said, if this character is as popular as I think it's going to be, she's probably going to outlive the two of us. So uh, I don't want to I don't want people to despair about Jane Smith because we love this character. And Jim had this idea from the start. You know, we weren't going to put all of the puzzle together at the end of book one. And we weren't going to put all of the puzzle together. We put more of it together in book two and that we would have this three book arc. And it, I'll tell you what. Jane three. We don't even have a t- title right now. We're having more of a blast with Jane three than we did with one and two. Yeah, yeah, it, it has been. You know, and, and Mike mentions the thing about Janet Living is. I came across this quote recently, uh, Trey, and I think it's it's very valuable for me, but I think it's just as valuable for twenty year olds. We had our son over for Thanksgiving, and 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 I've, I've told him this quote before, and 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 it's. I think it's useful for everybody, and I don't know where it came it came from, but the quote is, "My time here is short. What can I do most beautifully?" And and if you think about it, I mean, Trey, you've gone through, obviously, at, at one point you thought politics was, was a beautiful thing to do. Uh, you you practice the law. Uh, you're doing it, a, a lot of things right now. 
But that thing of like, well, what can they do most beautifully, which helps you to make choices. Uh, and, and that, I think, is, is a useful thing for people, whether you want to be a writer or a potter or just raise your kids or whatever the heck it is. What can I do most beautifully? And, and, and that's what drives me uh, to keep doing these things. That's why, uh, you know, I, I, I'll, well, that's why I did this Alice Cross book. Yeah, you use the word beautifully. I like to use the word significant. Some people fall in the trap of using the word success. I, I don't, uh -huh. that can be defined a thousand different ways. Significance. Mm -hmm. What is my most significant and highest use? And you are, you are correct. I did, I did a little brief spent in the wilderness, uh, but that was not my highest and best use. Jane Smith, ex hockey player, ex cop. Defense attorney, flawless record. Was this sheerly a product of your imagination, or are there people in your life that you borrowed from and said, I'm going to make Jane Smith a little bit? Our wives, you. our wives, perfect yeah. women. <laughs> yeah, we both, Trey, we both, um, we're both way above our, over our skis with our wives. We both, um, when Bill Parcells, who is a dear friend of mine, first met Taylor Lupica, he called me up the next morning. He said, you overmarried and hung up. Um, and so if if we, Jim and I so don't. So true, write, so true. If Jim and I, oh, look who's talking. And so if Jim and I don't write strong, smart, funny, independent woman, our lives at home, become extremely difficult and it and yes we we did make her a, a a former hockey player and and by the way one who who played and went to the finest um school in this country boston college and um what finest junior college boston college finest uh, you know as a product of a jesuit education jim i'm just gonna let that go i i, I okay, I'm just gonna, I'm, that's very I'm, that's very christian Trey, i'm sorry all. that you have please don't get caught in this ugly crossfire um but but our line about jane is when she goes into the corner tray she comes out with the puck okay <laughs> I've watched some of y'all's interviews, and there is a reverence and a, I dare I use the word, love when y'all are, an affection when y'all are talking about her. And so part of it, I'm going to be honest with you, part of it made me feel sorry for other characters because, I mean, we're not supposed to have favorite children. We may, but we're not supposed to. But it clearly seems like there is something about Jane Smith that makes both of you believe this is dare I say, my favorite character. Jim has a line. I've got four or five Patterson-isms on my writing desk, okay, on little index cards, and, and one is movie moments, but the other one is kitchen sink. And Jim's philosophy is this. You hear people say, throw everything except the kitchen sink at somebody. He said, no, no. He said, we throw the kitchen sink, too. So okay, What's wrong what, with the kitchen sink? Yeah, so <laughs> what this character has to encounter as, as she's also, by the way, Trey, defending this dirtbag of a client who's accused of a triple homicide, but she believes he's innocent. And, you know, Jim, I'm starting to think that maybe Trey could be the second chair next to the prosecutor in book three. You know, <laughs> book three. all right. OK, all right. We, we, we've, go got, Trey, we've got this. We've got this district attorney named Catherine Welsh, and she does not back up from Jane one little bit. But, you know, there's a there's there's a second chair there, Jim. OK, well, we, we can consider that. Yeah. You know, but with Jane, Jane uh, and, and we all you know, do not go gentle into the good night. And, and that's Jane. She's just not going gentle, and it, does, it didn't matter that, it, that that there's 12 months or delivered or not. That's just the way she is, and 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 I think Mike and I both admire that these people who 
You know, you said it before, uh, Trey, about about doing something significant. Um, and, 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 you know, if, if you're an attorney and you believe in it and you do it the right way, that's a significant thing, I think. Oh, I think standing up for our for our justice system and representing people that have been accused um, is a, you know, I, I went the other route, um, but it's a very noble calling. And people are clearly fascinated by our justice system. I'm fascinated by something each one of you said separately. So I'm going to ask you, Mike, you said one of the tests that you employed was I'm sitting at the table with someone telling them the story of my book. And I'm watching their eyes to see if they are losing interest. First of all, what do you mean by that? Is is that how you write, where you just want to, like, you read some of the great literature. I mean, pick crime and punishment. There's some pages that your eyes kind of just glaze over a little bit. The agrarian. Many, many pages. I got that from Jim Patterson. That is, if there is one mantra that Jim has, it is that. And he's not talking to a bazillion people. He he's always imagined. And and I, I again, I got that from him. That we're sitting there and we've got one person that we're trying to keep. Hey, listen, all of us have done speaking engagements, okay? And is there more of a sinking feeling in the world? Jim, you know this, right? You have a joke that that always gets a laugh. Yeah. And except there's a night when it doesn't get a laugh. And now you're thinking. How do I get them? I got to get them back. And so we don't want to lose one single reader. And again, Jim did it saying like he was sitting across. Now we're sitting when we work together across from that one reader and short chapters and and keeping the story. And Jim's another one. I'm telling you, movie moments is is a big mantra of, of, of Jim's. And it's all of that. But it always comes down to two things, story and characters. And if you're not rooting for these characters, it's going to be very tough for you. Or rooting against them, the villains. You, you, yeah, you really want, right. you want, you want worthy opponents for, you, for your good guy. If there's not a worthy opponent, it's, it's not a good match. It's not a good story, usually. What makes a good villain? Because uh, Thomas Harris wrote, he wrote um, what became Silence of the Lambs, and then he wrote Hannibal. And that villain actually had some sympathetic, I hate to say Hannibal Lecter had sympathetic qualities, but he did. What makes, in your judgment, a really good complexity, villain? complexity, humanity? You said it in a way that, you know, rather than just this cliche where the, the person is all evil, what makes them interesting is, um, you know, they got a family or whatever. I mean, it can be a, a lot of different ways, but you feel that that's what makes it particularly scary and interesting when when the villain, uh, you know, like the villain in, in, in uh, 12 Months to Live. We, we don't know whether he's a villain or not. He's been accused of, the, of, of murdering three people, murdering a family, but we don't know. And he has his moments and he, he can be humorous. And there are women who love him. <laughs> uh, so he's compli- he's, a, he's, co- he's a complicated character. And that's what's interesting. It's it's when they're when when they're you know, when they're cliches when they're there's nothing to them which is which is when we when we're not interested. Trey, the great Elmore Leonard was a dear friend of mine, and he used to tell me he loved writing his bad guys as even more sometimes than he liked writing his good guys because he respected those characters. 
Jim's right. Complexity is a huge part of it. He didn't want to make them all just one thing. And and they've all got elements. I mean, in, in Alex Cross Must Die, I mean, I did sleep with the light on for a couple of nights after I finished because I was a little afraid scared uh, of his bad guy in that book. And uh, and Spencer, Spencer in Broken Trust, he finds a very formidable uh, opponent. And, and I, I don't want to do a spoiler alert, but Trey does eat a little lead late in the book. We'll be right back with James Patterson and Mike Lupica. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. Mr. Patterson, you mentioned a, a, a Day of the Jackal. That was a complicated villain, if I remember that, yes. that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting, yeah. Competent, incredibly competent at what he did. There's a movie out now, Killer. It's a David Fincher, and that's another one with him. He's a, he's a little like the Day of the Jackal guy. Very competent at what he does, and we find that interesting. That you know that you know the the, the sniper, the the army sniper, who's just really really good at it, uh, and maybe not the most complex person in the world, but for, for whatever reason, they're just really good at it, and they think about it, and they. You know, people that master a, 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 a skill, it's it's interesting to us. Why do they do it? The fun thing about writing these characters and, and the ones we've written together and Alex Cross, obviously, and Spencer, obviously, Trey, it always comes down to this. And you, you talked about, you know, living significantly. They all have a code that they live by. And 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 that that code is as old as the movie. It's as old as literature, but they stick to that code. And and there's some, you know, they have to make some moral decisions sometimes. Spencer has to make a big moral decision in this book uh, when he's confronted with a decision about literally right and wrong. But that code, you know, it's it's the code of the old west in in, in a way. You know, it's yeah. it's that cowboy mentality. And these guys and these women are really fun to write. But, you know, you know, one of the things just on a more serious side, Trey, and, and, and you know, this what you're doing or what you did in, in your past. We all grew up with you're younger than us, but we all grew up with with some people who had a code and you believed in that and you believed that they followed the code. I think less and less these days in terms of you see so many people, they don't seem to have a code. They seem to flip flop on flip flop, flip flop, flip flop. What is that all about? Where's the code? What do you stand for? Who are you? You know what I mean? You want to know that people have some backbone and a core and that they and that they do have a code, I think. You know, I, I've got four grown uh, children, Trey. I, I've got three sons uh, and a daughter. Um, and they're physically uh, grown. They're, I don't know if they're really grown ups. My but they daughter, are just to, here he goes again, Trey. Um, my daughter uh, pretty much runs our, our family on her way to her ultimate goal of world domination. And but I used to tell them this. I, I told them this all when they were growing up. And I, I believe it. And I hope they tell their children uh, the, the same thing. Doing the right thing means doing the right thing, even if you're alone. If you're alone in a room doing the right thing, if, if, no matter how much courage it requires, you do that when nobody's watching. And I think that also informs the kind of characters that we're talking about. Oh, it's totally that's totally Spencer. And that's totally Alice Cross. It's, you know, and it's not that they're perfect and they're not. And, and they both know it, which is good. And they laugh. They can laugh at themselves, which is good. Uh, they're self-deprecating, but they are driven by doing the right thing. And they're, and they're both family oriented in a way. They're they're very very 
in Alice's case, it is his family. In Spencer's case, it's his friends and his and 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 Susan or whatever. But they're they're incredibly loyal to the people that they love. You mentioned a code. General Colin Powell encouraged his son, whom I met only once at something in Aspen, Colorado, but. He would write down his code of life kind of in the beginning of his calendar each year. This is the code that I live by. If you don't have a code, you don't have a roadmap. And you're right. Part of that code may frustrate other people. People may wish you changed your code, but if you don't have a map. Let me ask you about something you said, Mr. Patterson. You said that there's a lot of like disquieting things going on in the world. You can pick whether it's war, politics, but you wanted something, and your books do it, that provides an ending, and the ending is a happy ending in that there is a resolution. I saw two of your interviews where you kind of juxtaposed wanting to provide almost a release or an outlet for people because this is a tough time they're going through. Yeah, that's definitely a piece of it. I I, I do think that people... Uh, you know, sometimes you'll 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 get people talking about guilty pleasures with with fiction. With that, I think that's silly. No, we all deserve this. We it, it's fine if we did it. You know, twenty four hours a day. That's not a good thing. But no, it, we we need to we 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 need to take a break, and we deserve a break. That was the old McDonald's song. But we do deserve a break, and that's what uh, books like Spencer and Cross do. They give us a break, a couple of hours. We can just go somewhere else and not worry about whatever the heck's going on in the government or whatever's going on with the weather or whatever's going on with our, our family situation. Just get away from it. And I think that's I think it's healthy. My my daughter, Hannah, is a big reader, like a big reader. And she finished 12 months to live. And for, we had a copy of a, a work in progress copy of the second Jane Smith book. <laughs> she said, are you done with, are you Miss Patterson done with that? And I, and we put it on her Kindle and she read that in two days. Okay. So that's how involved she was with Jane Smith. And then I said to her, you know, honey, we, we've got quite a bit written on Jane three, if you'd like to start it. And she said, not if it's not finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's smart. Because you have had success with things going from book to miniseries, to movies, to television shows, once you taste that, is it always in the back of your mind, or are you writing a book first and whatever happens after that happens? Whatever happens, happens, because Hollywood is, is just totally unpredictable. As Mike said, we have the cross, uh, the thing coming on Amazon with Alice Cross, but they've already shot it and edited it and tested it. So that's that's real. We have, we're actually, I'm, I have a, a book coming on the, the, the terrible murders in Idaho for uh, college kids. And and we're shooting that already in terms of the documentary. So that's that's real. Some of the other things you just don't know. You, you, and, I, and I've always with Hollywood. <laughs> I, I would never write a Hollywood uh, novel, but if I did, I have the first line: "Hello, I lied." Um, so uh, yeah, so I, I, so I don't want I don't want to depend on them. We're in control when we're writing. And I do like Mark Wahlberg, and I'd like him to be in in some something that I wrote. Mark, if you're listening, yeah. You know what, Jim? Show some what? pride. Come on. I, I, no. I mean, Mark is good. No, no. That, that Mark is good. He was great in Sniper. Thing. He was bad in Spencer. All right. Okay. All right. 
Maybe it wasn't his date fault. night, it, it, which is a comedy. He was good in that. Uh, oh, that one that he did with Farrell, that was hilarious. When, he, when they both played detectives, that was very funny. That I like so his calm. brother. I like his brother in Blue Bloods. I, I watch his brother. Yeah, this is true. Years, all right. Okay. You know? All right. Okay. Well, you're okay. All right. And they're Boston guys. Did I mention I went to Boston College? Yeah. The, 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 uh, the finest school in this country? They sort of lost their last three or four football games, right? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is that how yeah. we measure success for an institution <laughs> of higher learning? How they do That's how you football? measure the football Are we going to talk about South Carolina's Gamecocks now, Jim? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think it's funny. A guy from Vanderbilt I don't think making talk fun about of Vanderbilt. a guy from Austin College. When it comes, yeah, to- no, Trey, right? I I called him. He nearly fainted the other day when I, I told him that they were actually, I think they were ahead briefly against Tennessee, and J- Jim had to like lie down until the feeling of, 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 of dizziness passed. Seven to no, nothing, I, but it didn't last long. You're yeah, right. well, I, I follow their baseball team. They have a good baseball team. Oh, they're amazing. They uh, yeah, there you go. Hey, Trey. A- you're a South Carolina guy. <laughs> you're a South Carolina fan. Okay, they have a good baseball team. Did you? Did you find it interesting this year how people jumped Dabo Sweeney the, 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 the way they did after the success he's had? And then they kind of figured it out the second half of the season. Yeah, well, interest of full disclosure, I mean, the Hatfields and the McCoys does not begin to describe South Carolina Clemson football. <laughs> but I have a ton of respect for Coach Sweeney. I met him at a – I met him when I was the district attorney, actually – he is a wonderful person. I'll tell you one story about him. They lost to Syracuse, and they were not supposed to lose. Right. I mean, it was a huge upset. He went into the Syracuse locker room after the game to congratulate them for beating him. And Connor Shaw, quarterback for South Carolina, after his last game, again, this is after a loss, Mike. Anybody can be nice after they win. Right. right. After a loss, Dabo found him on the field to congratulate him for his career. So, Look, you are only as good. I mean, there are people that would have run Nick Saban off if they hadn't completed that fourth and 31 on Saturday. So, uh, people, I, t- Trey, I love that story because that walk that he took, no coach wants to take that walk right. to the other team. Okay. After the Yankees lost the 2000 World Series to the Marlins, which was a huge upset at the time, and they lost game six at Yankee Stadium. I, I wrote a column that night. Uh, Joe Torrey took this long walk down the hallway at the old Yankee Stadium to walk into the Marlins clubhouse and congratulate them and congratulate Jack McKeon, the manager. And it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in sports. And it's rare. And I don't know why we don't celebrate it more. I, I want to ask you about partnerships. I'm a huge golfer, Mr. Patterson. I know you're a good golfer. Not, not really. I just get lots of holes in one, but I'm not that good at golfer, as Mike can attest to. <laughs> All right. Tiger go ahead. Woods. I'm sorry. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, I admit Hal Sutton was not the only one that wanted them to pair together. I, I wanted to see it, too. But really talented individuals do not always make a good team. Right. So how did y'all? I mean, uh, clearly you like each other. You don't have to – I mean, you can watch 30 seconds of an interview and tell that. Is that what you picked up out of this? It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> we met in a bar, Trey. I mean, we're not particularly proud of that. We met in a bar, and we talked about perhaps writing a book together. Somehow Jim did not have second thoughts 
the next morning uh, when we were on Good Morning America, I told George Stephanopoulos, Jimmy Breslin always said the test of a really good idea is if it, uh, it lives through a hangover. OK, so obviously that happened with Mr. Patterson and 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 the rest is history, because Trey, I just thought to myself, Mike, it's time to give back. It's try. It's time to find a writer and, and, and give somebody a little boost. And I said, "Oh wait, I know. How about the guy who sold more books than anybody on the planet?" And 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 now here we here we. And go. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. You know, I did a. Uh, this is an interesting thing. I, I did a book with a woman from Sweden. He's a very successful Swedish mystery writer, Lisa Markland. And uh, you, you do a book in the states. It's hard to get interviews. But I went over to Stockholm and we had like 40 some interviews uh, on, on the book we did. And and uh, they would always say, you know, like, how could a Swede and an American ever get together and cooperate? And 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 I think it is the key. And, and what we said was we had respect for one another and we listened. We listened. And that's the apps. That's the most important thing. And Mike and I listened. He has, you know, whatever, and, and then I'll listen to what he has to say. I ignore it, but then I, but I listen. Uh, and, and Mike will do the same. No, I'm kidding. But but we, you know, we actually do listen, and that's and that's what doesn't happen in Hollywood a lot of times. They do not listen. And, you know, Trey, well, it's interesting to me that, that um, when we were talking about golf briefly a few minutes ago, uh, Mr. Patterson, there was an opportunity there for him to talk about how well I'm playing right now. We just played he together. Is. On Saturday, did you hear him He's say that, Trey? Because I didn't. I, if he did, I missed it. I'm going to tell I you something. Me. Mike hits it as almost as far as my wife does. That's oh, true. They they, ha, they bang ha, it. Ha, ha, ha. I got to ask you this, Mr. Patterson. You have sold more books. My guess is no one on earth alive today has sold more books than you have. So you do not have to have a collaborator. But Bono doesn't need a duet partner. Elvis Presley did not need a duet partner. But you have chosen, you've written with Mike Lupica, you've written with Dolly Parton, you've written with, what, a dozen other people? Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton? Yes, yes. So what is it in you that says, you know what, I could do this by myself? I, I could not do all these stories by myself. I couldn't do... You know what, what I'm doing. And I, I have so many stories to tell. I mean, that's my whatever. I don't know if it's my my uh, if I'm lucky or unlucky with that. But I have so many stories that I want to tell. And I, and I couldn't do them without with, with without collaborators. I'm cutting down now. But uh, um, so so I couldn't. And I enjoy the process. I like it. I like to, uh, you know, and, and, and Bono probably enjoys the band. You know, I don't know if he could do it without without his without his partners here, uh, but it, it's more fun. And 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 literally, I, I can tell a lot of stories. And the thing of it is, you have an idea for a story and you want to know how it's going to turn out. You want to know. I don't mean literally, but I mean, how the, is the book going to work? And, and and when we start, we don't know. When we started, Jane, uh, with 12 Months to Live, we didn't know whether it was going to work for sure. And the more we got into it, the more we got the voice right, the more we could hear her, the more her dialogue would sing, then we said, well, you know, we're onto something here. And, and the more the the, um, the 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 more we wanted the the bad guy to go down. And that's another thing with the bad guys. I mean, I don't know that we necessarily thought that he was going to make it to the second book or the third book. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that seems to be happening so far, anyway. You I don't know. know if he'll make it to the end of the third book, but who knows? You know, who can tell and, about these things? 
We've had such fun. And again, everybody especially knows, not just from his nonfiction book, Jim, from, from the world of thriller writing. Our first book together was a book called The Horsewoman about three generations of, of show jumpers uh, set in the world. My daughter was was show jumper and, and, and it, it was a huge hit. And I, we're thrilled right now that, that the, the horsewoman is now a paperback bestseller. And, and I'm thinking Jim's normal fans are thinking, wait, wait a minute, wait, he's, he's got a book about show jumping, but the story and the characters were great. And, and people came to it. Yeah. I interviewed, I guess it would be a colleague of y'all's, a peer of yours named Stephen Pressfield. Uh, I don't know if either of y'all have read any I of do. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh-huh. written some, uh, some, a, a golf book or two and also some um, historical novels. Yeah, that's right. He wrote The Legend of Bagger Vance and he wrote uh, Gates of Fire. So he went from historical fiction to nonfiction, almost self-help books. I wonder... Because you've written, both of you have written across spectrums. Which spectrum is the hardest? Because you're going to get fact checked if you write nonfiction. Somebody out there is going to say your facts are wrong. They can't say that about fiction. So, what? Which is the hardest genre to write? Not the hardest, but the one that has given us both the, the most uh, uh, pleasure is writing for young readers. I mean, I uh, b- before Jim and I started writing books together, I'd spent like 15 years writing books for for young readers. And it's the most satisfying thing I've ever done in my life, because what we both found out with our, our books for kids is you can't bluff kids. OK, you you cannot bluff kids if if they feel they're being talked down to you, you lose them right away, because first of all, kids are so much smarter and hipper than they were when I was a kid. OK. So trying to keep up with with kids these days, with all the information they have, is like being on roller stakes. But but the fact that, you know, obviously Jim has sold more books for young readers than I have, but I sold a lot. And and to this day, I will see somebody coming up to me when I'm out in public, and I know it's a mom. And I know she's going to tell me about how meaningful the books I wrote for young readers were. And often it was to a reluctant reader. When you hear you got a kid who didn't want to read to want to read. Oh my God. That's you think you have the coolest job in the world. We'll be right back with more of the Trey Gowdy podcast. Uh, we've got Spencer, we've got Alex cross, and then we have this collaboration 12 months to live. So if you like courtroom drama, if you like a criminal defense attorney with a really, really good record, if you like a former cop, who's a former hockey player who, Oh, by the way, has a terminal diagnosis, <laughs> isn't really sure whether her client did it or not, and isn't really sure whether her client's trying to kill her or not. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I left anything out. If you like all of that combined into one book with more to come, and by the way, not to get too philosophical, but at some point, all three of us are going to have 12 months to live. Right. We, we may not know when that is, yeah. and we may not have the advance notice. So is there something, we'll start with you, Mike, and then we'll finish with you, Mr. Patterson. Is there something you have not done yet that you really, really, really want to do in life? Uh, you know what? That That is a great question, and I have thought about that because I have been lucky enough to like check all the boxes of things I wanted to do when I was a kid. And and the one thing I never tried, and I I, I, I think it would be the greatest rush in the world, is to write a Broadway play. 
and, and to actually stand in the back of a theater and hear either laughter or applause for, for I, I probably won't get around to it, but I've always thought that the playwrights of the world, they, that they got it figured out. Uh, you got time. I mean, you may have other things going on in life, but you, you certainly look young enough unless you got that Benjamin Buttons disease and you're aging backwards. <laughs> you look like you're young enough to do it. <laughs> Mr. Patterson, what have you not done that you really, really want to do? Well, uh, you know, I, I want to continue. I'm really big family oriented. We talked about our wives in a joking way, but I, I adore my wife. I, I really enjoy our son and, uh, uh, I, I want to keep doing that. And, uh, you know, I, I'd like to do uh, at some point a, a movie where I say I'm really I'm really happy with the way that turned out. I think the cross movies are OK, but I, I'd like to do one where I go. I, I love the way that one turned out. I love the actors. I love the way, you know, uh, th- that would be fun. And, you know, in the book world, uh, one of the things that keeps driving me is I'm, I'm always hoping the next book will be the best one I've done. And, and, you know, with 12 months to live, I did. I feel that that's right up there. I mean, I, I, I think I told you that I wrote my autobiography, and I think that got me to concentrate on my writing more than I had in a while. And I think I came out of that as a better writer than I'd been. So, so I'm, I'm, you know, this year, I'm, for the most part, most of the books are, are I, I like what, I like the way they've turned out. And Trey, I got one more that, that, I, that, that is attainable for me because, um, right outside this room from which I'm talking to you in a little while, my 10-month-old grandson is going to come back from an early lunch with his parents and his mother, and I'm going to teach that little boy how to throw a ball because, you know what, I did it with my three sons. I'm going to do it with Charlie Lupica. Good for you. All right. On that note, I could talk to you. I could listen to you all. For the rest of the day, y'all <laughs> clearly like each other, and so much of life is finding somebody you'd like to work with. So y'all are y'all are lucky there. And oh, by the way, you also happen to be fabulously successful. Spencer, Alex Cross, you may love them, they may love them, but they don't love anybody like they do Jane Smith. So twelve months to live, and then how long do they have to wait until they get eight months? Ooh, uh, not long. Uh, end of next I July, right, Jim? Summer, next summer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If people want to follow you, Mr. Patterson, where can they follow you? I have no idea. JamesPatterson.com. That, that must that must work, I think. I, I, I don't follow myself. I, don't, I have no asking, idea. Are you on At TikTok? Mike Lupic on whatever's left of Twitter, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> on X, I think they call it now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I think you're right. You did. You tweeted about um, one of the games over the weekend. Yeah, I did. I, I saw that. Right. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, 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 I was lucky enough to have uh, uh, my sons here over the weekend. So I, I got to put on my feet and watch football. And, and it was just like it had always been. We're yelling at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I can't thank you enough. Uh, the books well, are available you, wherever books are sold. I hope you all have a great uh, holiday season. And uh, thank you for sharing your expertise and your talent with us. Thanks, okay. Trey. Thank you. Listen ad-free with a Fox News podcast plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. I'm 
Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.